You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. It's Sunday, man. It's summer, right? Things are starting to move into the summer workout. Get your weight up portion for Auburn football. They're talking about the QB battle. So we're trying to see here who's going to win this thing. But I want to start off talking about, you know, Q Freeze, right? Q has come in. Brian, you were pretty vocal about Hey, none of these guys are huge guys. He's going to go out and get a guy, right? He went out and got his guy. You know, what is this? You know, we had to rate this QB room right now, right? One to 10. What kind of QB room are we working with here, man? Like, how, how strong is this QB room here based on the experience of the previous quarterbacks and the one that just joined who brings a lot of experience from Michigan State? Hmm. Rating right the whole room? Seven? Seven and a half? Seven, seven and a half. I feel like we know what Peyton Thorne is. He needs full support. That's the thing about Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne needs full support. So because of that, we it's really going to rest on if Peyton Thorne is at the helm, do we have the support all around him? Is the O-line going to work? Is the the run game going to work? Are the pass catchers in place? And is he going to have a defense that gets the other team off the field? Now, we don't know if we have all those things right, but I feel like what Peyton Thorne is is a known from two full years starting in the second best conference in the country. Mm. Robbie is an unknown. And for everybody who say, yeah, we saw Robbie last year. Yeah, we saw a mess of an offensive identity last year, a mess of a quarterback room uh, playing behind a, a mess of an offensive line because of what they were asked to do. And... Uh, a lot of unproven, if not, I don't want to talk down on the guys who are in the room. The wide receiver room was not fantastic last year. It definitely was better than it could have been mm. with a different pass game. But we didn't appear to have any guaranteed can't miss wide receiver prospects. Mostly, and I'm going to put most of that on the offensive game plan and the offensive line inability to block. We don't know what Robbie Ashford is because he's never been asked to do what he's best at doing and healthy enough to do it consistently. Until you have that, I'm not willing to call it on you. What I did see was a lot of heart from Robbie Ashford. I think a quarterback, you want your quarterback to have that fight. You want your quarterback to be ready for the moment. And once everything changed, Cadillac was the coach, we saw the lights come on and we saw mentally the lights come on for Robbie Ashford because they made things about him and what he could do. I'm not willing to tell you that he is or isn't anything until I see him put in that correct situation again and get, see him given the keys to the whole ship. That's what I want before I can make an accurate assessment of what Robbie Ashford is. I don't know if he's going to get that. Mm. I don't know if he's going to get that here. Ike, you've been deep in thought during yeah, these. Yeah, really uh, good soliloquy. question. Yeah, right? That's like, what do, you, what do you rate this QB room? I, I'll, I'll go one further for you. Um, this might be kind of a loaded question, so, I mean, you don't have to go all the way into it, but, like, you know, in terms of the SEC West, where would you rank this QB room Versus, you know, the SEC, our SEC West peers. Uh, that's a whole other question. I, yeah, I, don't, sure. and I don't even know if I'm prepared to answer that question because <laughs> I'd have to look at those rooms in totality. Um, have you asked Oda? One. 
right? <laughs> Just uh, I mean, give you so, room in the West. Um, for this room in particular, I think seven, seven and a half, what B. Will mm. said is probably where I have to be just because, and, and so for me, nine and a half, 10 is Heisman standard, right? Like you've right, okay. got somebody in that room who is definitely in the conversation for Heisman and with a good season should be, in, in, you know, up there in New York, right? I don't know that we have any surefire Heisman candidates in this room right now. I think that Robbie's ceiling probably puts him there, but his floor absolutely does not. Yeah, we don't know if he's raised his floor yet. Maybe he's right, raised Correct, his floor that's what I'm saying, but you're asking me to assess that today without right. having seen anything beyond what I know already. Um, Peyton Thorne is not in a Heisman conversation. Like, he'd have to have a mind-blowing year. Like, he'd have to have his best year of his career collegiately to even be in that conversation. Um, and I just don't see that being the case for him. And Holden's kind of an incomplete. Like, I don't even know what to expect from him right. as far as what you can put on a collegiate field. Um, you know, again, this is not speaking to anybody's talent. I'm just talking about what I've seen on the field so far as far as their performance. Um but I also, you know, a five for me is we shouldn't throw the ball very much. Like we just right. don't, just hang, turn around and hand it off if you're five or below, right? So I'd have to put it somewhere in the middle, right? That's why I get seven and a half and say, you know, I think everybody in that room, Holden, Gerner, Hank Brown aside, because again, I just don't know what to expect from them as far as their collegiate performance, puts you in a good position offensively not great. We want to chuck it around the yard a bunch. Just give it to this guy. He's a absolute game changer at quarterback. Uh, so yeah, an average quarterback room, seven and a half, I think is is fair. Okay. All right. So I got another hypothetical for you guys. Given your ratings of where you think the quarterback room is on a scale of one to 10, uh, with let's say defense is not a liability and all other things are equal, a seven and a half quarterback room is good for X amount of wins this oh, year. It's a good question. Nine. Another good. Mike, you're, you're giving some really good questions this <laughs> this uh, afternoon. I have to <laughs> not, say that, not, sir. Nine wins, V. You going with nine? No, it is. Uh, a seven and a half quarterback is good for nine. Okay. Chat, jump in on else, this one too. If chat. everything else, number one, because our schedule, our out of conference game is against a team who is the the low lives of the worst conference. The worst Power Five conference. Cal is one of the worst teams in the worst Power Five conference in the country. That is a win for us on the schedule. We've got four games that we should be able to win without even looking at rosters or, or talking about it. That's part of the reason why I think we are on the way to nine wins. Now, if I need to win five more games, we are more talented than with our current quarterback situation so much we don't know about the offensive line. I get that. It's, it's really hard to like sit here and say, oh, I know we're this because we don't know what the offensive line is, right? We think it's better based on what we show, showed at A-Day, but we also don't know how deficient the defensive line is, which could completely change our perspective of what we are as a team as we get into mm. the, the season. However, I am making an assumption based off the turnover of talent. All right, 42 roster spots are new players. New players have been brought in. That means a lot of players left. I think we raised the talent floor. And for that reason, I am estimating that we are now more talented than the teams we always should have been more talented than. That includes Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Missouri, Vanderbilt. I know we don't play Missouri. I'm just naming literally mm -hmm. the name of the teams. Now, 
three, four of those teams are on our schedule. Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Mississippi, Mississippi State. All right, now, we've got eight wins. Are you telling me we can't sneak one team who has much more talent than us between Texas A&M, mm-hmm. LSU, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia? I think we get one of those. And that's our nine wins. Okay. Who are we heads and tails better than on our schedule? The three group of five and the one power five team that's terrible. Who are we more talented than in our conference? Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. Who are we not more talented than, but we have a chance, if everything falls right, to be playing at our best midseason and sneak at least one of them? Texas A&M, LSU, Bama. I don't really think Georgia, but we'll get another time. That's our nine wins. We're going to knock off one of the people that people say we should not knock off. That's our nine. If the quarterback room is a seven and a half, and if it is, that means the offensive line had a lot to do with that, and I do expect it. Uh, Ike, again, I'm going to repeat the, the scenario. It, w- without any major liabilities at other position groups, seven and a half rating is good for how many wins uh, this year in year one for Q Freeze? I put it at the rating for the QB room, seven and a half, right? Like, I think that it— <laughs> Over-under. Se- you gave us an over-under. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just seven to eight wins is right where you should be when your mm-hmm. quarterback room is where right. our quarterback room is. If we get more wins than that, that means that— we had some contribution. So he, the thing that you have, I have to ask myself in that scenario is, can your quarterback win you a game? Right? Like, can if they're going to say, all right, we're just going to load up the box, you guys aren't going to run the ball on us, and they actually have the manpower to do that, right? Whoever the team is, can that quarterback go out there and get you a win? And then the question you have to ask yourself is how many teams are going to be able to do that, force your quarterback to win the game for you. If we're talking about what's traditionally happened, right, in the last five, six years when that was what teams were saying is like, all right, cool, we're just not going to let Auburn run the football. How many times did the quarterback win the game for us? I can't point to a lot of those instances. I can definitely point to LSU two years ago. I think Bo Nix played phenomenally in that game when our run game was not great for a vast majority of the game. Signs, uh, you know, Jarquez Hunter last drive of that game yeah, he uh, was a great job. But <laughs> Bo Nix is what kept us afloat until Jarquez was able to do that. Um, I can point to a lot of games where I felt like the quarterback was a definite liability for us, though, right? And so if you give me a quarterback that I feel a little bit more confident in, could we win one or two of those games? Absolutely. So that's why I say, yeah. you know, seven to eight wins should be where that quarterback allows you to be. And then, you know, if you get more than that, then you got contributions from other people in other spaces. So seven to eight. Okay. All right. So uh, given your totals that you guys have given, right, I'm going to take it a step further. At that many wins, how many yards does Auburn football's quarterbacks pass for next year? Right? Because if you Average yards like, per game is what you're asking? I'm asking total yards on the season. Total yards per season. Uh, right. they, they, they passed for just about around 2,000 yards last season. Which um, you know. Before Bo got hurt in Harsons last year, I think he was at like 2,600 yards. So he was on pace easily to have his best season in yardage totals. Um, And a lot of people feel like having a quarterback be north of 3,200 yards is going to be about where you need to be to be successful in today's SEC. How many yards do you guys think this quarterback room can produce through the air uh, this coming season? Hmm. So I'm sitting here doing the math. And I would have told you that 270 to 280 a game is what I would expect. 270 a game over 12 games is just over 3,000, 3,240 yards. 
I, I think that that's probably on the high side, not just because we need to run the ball in order for Peyton Thorne to be effective. And I do think how they build out this offense and how they call these games is going to be optimized for Peyton Thorne to be effective. And that is if the run game is working, you've got big receivers that will, should get some one-on-one matchups because the box should be heavy enough where you have to stop the run. If not, we should be able to gash you with the run so bad that, look, fine, you don't want us to throw it, fine, cool. We won't. He shouldn't need to throw for 3,200 yards for us to win those nine games, I don't think, because I think we should be able to bludgeon a couple of teams, possess the ball, run the clock out, get out of here. Okay. But I also don't think he brought in all those wide receivers for show either. <laughs> I think um, you need to feed the wide receivers not only for the sake of keeping these guys happy that you brought in, but to advertise to the next class. And the next class, mm-hmm. we throw the ball down here. There's no way we're going to flip these Bama wide receivers and athletes that we're trying to get to throw the ball to if you come in and run the ball 40 times a game, okay? He's going to throw it. The wide receiver is going to make some catches. For that reason, I am going to say 3,000 yards at the starting quarterback position. Now, if that's a different quarterback, something happens, Robbie comes in as your your number two quarterback in game five, sure, that could change. He hasn't been on the field running this passing offense he, his, his primary weapon at this point in the game is his legs. He doesn't have that continuity with the wide receivers, and they haven't been calling plays for him and calling games for him. It changes under those circumstances. But if Peyton Thorne is the starting wide receiver game one, I think we're looking at 2,800 to 3,000 yards. Hmm. Ike, what do you think here? Uh, this is another difficult question for me to answer because I would answer this differently depending upon who the starting quarterback is. So I'll uh-huh. give you the low end of what I think the expectation should be from the QB room. Um, and I'll say 27, probably around 2,700 okay. yards is where I would go with that, somewhere between 25 and 3,000. So I'll split the difference, 2,750, something like that. Um, just because I believe that regardless of who the quarterback is, we're going to want to throw the ball a little bit more this season. And I think that the scheme of the offense will allow us to do that without having the quarterbacks have to do too much. Um, I'm fully confident in our ability to run the ball and support it with the pass. Uh, So I think the low end of that should be around 2,700 yards um, in this kind of offense with these weapons that we have with, um, you know, the running backs catching the ball out of the backfield with the tight end group that we have 2,700 yards, I think is where you need to be um, to be able to, to get to a seven or eight win season. Kind of recapping my thoughts on here. In, in my opinion, this quarterback room is a six until proven otherwise, mm-hmm. right? I think that's good enough, all things equal, for about seven wins. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the uh, passing numbers need to be around about 3,000 yards, you know, for Auburn to find any kind of success this season. Now, Hugh Freeze uh, definitely wants to produce yards through the air we know that Uh, I don't think he's going to be afraid to lean on his running game if that's where their strength is going to be but they put a lot of time and energy into this offensive line as as Brian mentioned to try to make sure that the protection is at least there for these quarterbacks to show what they can do now I think that Robbie Ashford behind a solid offensive line where he's not running for his life is potentially very very dangerous I think that Peyton Thorne We've seen enough of him as well, too, to know that he can be really dangerous behind, you know, a solid offensive line. And I think Holden has the same, you know, the same uh, potential 
behind a solid offensive line. He just doesn't have the experience on the field that the other two do, right? So, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to the pieces around them combined with, you know, ha- you know how have they raised their floor? Now, you know, we know that Peyton Thorne, you know, he threw some interceptions at Michigan State. Um, but right now his floor is higher than Auburn's last ceiling. <laughs> so that should raise that should raise the ceiling in the room automatically. And for Robbie, uh, you know, I think that it's going to raise his game as well, too. Now, he's multifaceted, right? You cannot, you know, we get focused on passing numbers, but, you know, to Ike's point, it's hard to predict based on who the guy is back there because we know one guy is capable for going for seven, 800 yards on the ground as well, right. too. And how right. you factor that in definitely is going to matter. Gentlemen, I want, to, I want to move on to talk about the offense as a whole and what Philip Montgomery can do with these quarterbacks that he has in his room. Now, uh, this was a guy who was at the helm of an offense at one point that produced just under 600 yards a game. Guys, I don't have to tell you, if it comes anything close to that here, it's going to break almost every offensive record Auburn has ever had for a single season. Yep. Um, in 2011, uh, RG3 under Phil Montgomery, right, uh, 4,200 passing yards, 37 passing touchdowns, six interceptions, and he had 700 yards on the ground on 179 rushes, right? Um, my question to you guys is, with these, with this, with these quarterbacks, again, Considering there are no other, there are no major liabilities at wide receiver or offensive line. Mm-hmm. How many yards per game do we think that Auburn can produce with these quarterbacks this year? What's the what's the ceiling? What's the ceiling for yards per game for Auburn? What's the ceiling for yards per what's game? The, yeah, right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting it to be 600 yards per game, right, but right. It, it just felt like under Gus there were a lot of 300 yard games that just felt anemic and. Right. Uh, you know, in the better seasons that Gus had, you know, it was closer to like 500 yards a game yeah. or somewhere in the high fours. Like, what, you know, what do we think Hugh Freeze needs to produce here and yards per game with these quarterbacks? Yeah, I would go high fours, mid fours, right? Like 450 yards per game. Again, like the the era that we're in right now offensively, I just think that you you need to be able to throw the ball at will and have – I think how Auburn's going to win, let me kind of restart my, my thought process. How Auburn's going to win is being able to possess the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and doing that, I think, you know, listen, at the end of the season last year, we were putting up almost 300 yards per game on the ground and still barely winning games. Think right. about that. Yeah. Because the pass offense was just so non-existent. Yeah. So I think that you need to be able to put up 150 to 200 yards in addition to another 200 yards on the ground consistently. You don't have to do that every game, but consistently you need to be in the 400s offensively in order to be able to consistently beat teams. Um, Again, you're not going to do that every single game. Some games you're going to be below, but it's an average. So if you're asking me an average mid fours, right? Like I think your, your lower end teams, you need to be putting up 600 yards in that game. Right. And then against some of the tougher competition, you're going to be closer to 250 to 300. But it should average out somewhere in those fours, in my opinion. Do you think it's going to be more yards on the ground or like through the air? Oh, I think because of what the running back room is, it's going to be more on the ground. Um, I don't know. That's hard to say, because I I think they're going to use the running backs in the pass game a lot. Mm. So, um, 
I mean, the cop-out answer is it's going to be balanced. They're going to be pretty equal both ways. But um, I think that they would like to throw the ball. I honestly think that they want to throw the ball more than they run it. But right. looking at traditionally how those teams have fared under Coach Hugh Freeze, I actually do think that they're going to lean a little bit more into the run game than pass for this offense. So it's going to be probably 60-40 run pass. Yeah. Mm. And I see that. We will. And if I'm going to stick with my 270 yards a game from the quarterback position— then I, I I think we're going to end up getting 200 yards a game on the ground, and that puts us at that four, that high fours like like we're saying. If I if you would have asked me straight up, I'd say between 425 and 450. But then I'm like, all right, if I'm saying 270, I don't think y'all really really going to stifle Jarquez Hunter behind a, a, a even decent offensive line. So yeah, I'm gonna say between 450 and 475. That that that's how we'd look in yards for a game. Mm. Mm. So you're thinking, again, more yards on the ground or through the air? I think through the air. And I think because of everything that we know about what we have in the running back room. Also, Hugh Freeze wants to throw the ball. Now, we we took a look at his previous stops and how much um, off of the offense was run yards versus pass yards. And we saw he's not afraid to run the ball more. Like, he right. actually ran the ball more than I remembered in his years at Ole Miss. And even what I saw at Liberty, I'm like, wait a minute, but huh. I guess really we, we looked at it and we, we remember a passing game because, of course, in the good years that they were really good, Chad Kelly was really slinging it around the yard. But that's not really who – I think he's smart enough to know if I don't have it, then I'm not going to force it. And he will run the ball. And I expect him to do the exact same here, except the difference is once we face a team that is powerful on the defensive line and can stifle what we want to do so we can't run the ball at will – we should have something with a mature, experienced quarterback, big wide receivers. The passing game should be easier to manipulate. It should be easier to get it going because you don't, you're don't, you not relying on, well, we don't really have a good passing game, so now we got to have to kind of try to – no, you're not going to change your, your, your game in the ninth inning here. This is what you are. What we need to be is a team who can pass the ball, but we don't do it unless we have to. But, okay, you held us down. Jarquez didn't get in the big runs. Cool. Now we've got something to go to. Now we've got a plan. We've got great pass catchers with great hands, wide catch radiuses. So all of the tight throws that we should have to make against a really good defense are now possible versus them not being possible before. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. I'm thinking right in the 450 range in terms of yards per game. There are going to be some trials and tribulations, I think, maybe trying to figure out what is what in the beginning. But ultimately, you know, Auburn hired Hugh Freeze, right, to kind of resurrect what this should be um, on, you know, what I think this should be on on offense. Uh, you've, offensive coach after offensive coach after offensive coach, right? That's been the, his, the, last, the history of the last three head coaches. Um, but totally anemic on offense at times and losing games because you cannot score three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's got to go away, right? So, yeah. um, you know, Hugh Freeze professed himself to be a QB developer. Hopefully that translates to more yards per game, which ultimately translates to more wins. Um, I want you guys to join me in fantasy land for a second, right? Okay. It's the offseason. Should not be afraid <laughs> to dream big. We ain't got nothing right? else to do. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should not be afraid, afraid to dream big. Um, and I want to talk about uh, the dream scenario for Hugh Freeze that kind of was Brian Kelly's reality last year. Mm-hmm. Last season, Brian Kelly came in and took a team, uh, guys, that finished last in the West and won the West 
the very next year. Mm-hmm. For the 21-22 season, LSU finished uh, three and five in the conference, six and seven overall. Mm-hmm. I'll say that again. Three and five in conference last year for LSU was good for tied for last in the SEC West uh, before Brian Kelly came in and flipped the script uh, on everybody. So uh, for the 2023 season, they turned five, three and five into six and two. Um, they won the conference. Uh, they went on uh, to lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game. But I don't think anybody would call that not a successful year one for Brian Kelly right. and the hardest division in college football. Right. Um, they didn't really like Jaden Daniels, I think, you know, progressed as the season went along, right. but it was, they won games every type of way they could. Yeah. Uh, so assuming that the quarterback is going to have to win some games here, Auburn wins the West if the QB throws for X amount of yards, X amount of touchdowns, and how many interceptions. Give me yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. For a West? SEC West winning quarterback. And I'll set this, I'll even set the stage for you here, right? Because technically, that dude was Jaden Daniels, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, he threw for 2,900 yards last year, 17 touchdowns, and somehow only three interceptions all season. He was 68.6% completion percentage. Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing that That's- is. The only reason I'm I'm even pausing on this is like to win the West. Like LSU's defense was really good last year. True, mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So yeah. like if you give me LSU's defense, then I'd say something similar to what Jaden Daniels did with around three thousand passing yards, uh, twenty seven, twenty eight touchdowns, mm. and ten or less interceptions. So, uh, okay. Probably gets you in a good range of that, but man, that's hard. Bro, that's pretty. That's pretty close. I mean, you just almost described Peyton Thorn. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think if you give me a Peyton Thorne season for what he did at Michigan State a, two years ago, then that would be ideal enough offensively. Like, if you give me that year, not last year, but the year before last, if you give me that statistical year from Peyton Thorne, then we were probably in contention to win the West. Because mm-hmm. he yeah. threw for like 3,000-something yards. 3,200 like, yards, 27 yeah. touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Yeah, if you give me that season from him, I think that we're in a good place to win the West just because. But again, that's a largely dependent on whether or not our defense is playing really well, too. Right? right. Like, you got to mm-hmm. stop people as well. It's not just score. It's got to be, you know, stopping them from scoring. But I think we're in a good spot if, you, if you're getting that kind of production from your quarterback, which would be, to be clear, one of the better quarterbacking jobs you've seen from Auburn Yes, I'll tell you, I think anything near 3,000 yards is is pretty good at Auburn, right? Like, so, give me your, give me your winning, winning the Auburn wins the West if the quarterback does what? Okay, let's, let's get this out the way. I don't think there's a world where we win more than 10 games. 10 games is possible. Under the circumstances I outlined earlier, of the four people who are more talented than us, the four teams, we'd have to beat two of them which is not impossible, but I think that that's our absolute ceiling. Best case scenario for Auburn 2023 is 10-2. Mm-hmm. With that being said, what I just said was we don't win the West without our defense coming to the ball game. Like We're, we're focused on the offense, as we should be, but 10-2 is the best case scenario, and that means we need either LSU or Bama to also lose two games, and whichever one of them 
has has the most losses, or excuse me, the least losses, we have to beat them. Which mm. means we have to beat the second best team in the West in order to be the best team in the West. Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. Listen, um, <laughs> uh, like we can sit here and say, let's say Thorne goes 3,200, 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions, right? It sounds great. That's an amazing season. What's the defense doing? Like, are we going to be soft on the ground? Well, right, right, right. Well, we're assuming that all things, there are no major deficiencies, right? This is the, this is the thing, right? Like to have this effectively, we have to assume there are, there's nothing that's going to affect him negatively. Everything else is at least average, and he just has to go out there and do his part. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, what is if that, the defense what is, is average, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are we saying is an average defense? Let's go back to our conversation we had in the last show. Points per what game. Was, what was the average points per game in the in the league last year? Um, uh, if you were in, if you were middle of the pack, you were around like 22, 23 points allowed per game. Auburn and Auburn was down near the bottom at 29 points yeah, per so, game. So we'll say that we have allowed. an average defense and they're giving up 25 points per game. Okay. Mm-hmm. 25 points per game, and you're telling me the quarterback is going to account for with his arm 27 plus touchdown? Yeah, we're, yeah. We're in a good spot. In a good spot? Yeah. Okay. If, if, if you're just saying, if that's the quarterback is accounting for that, we're not talking about what you're going to get in the run game. We're not saying if the defense is going to be opportunistic and get you something. We're not saying if we get something in special teams. The, the quarterback alone with his arm is going to account for 27 touchdowns. Yeah, we got an opportunity to win the West if we're only giving up 25 points per game. Yes. Mm. See, I, I would agree with you, but I know we're going to have four very easy games where he could get like half of, it, of those touchdowns in four games. Like I just, it's, could. It's, it's, really, it's really hard for me to say when, so when the game's on the line and we're playing the Texas A&M in a tight game, Peyton Thorne's going to go off for like three TDs, one interception. Like uh, we can get, we need the points, right? If we're giving up 25 points a game, that means we need to be scoring 27, 28 points a game, right? The run game could get us two or three a game. That's absolutely possible. Like mm-hmm. that's a legit option here. The quarterback's going to do it though. Like that's, uh, I'm, it's tough, man. It's tough to say. I say if we go, hmm. So uh, listen, listen to what mm. you just said. The run game could get us two or three per game. We'll we'll take the low end of that and say mm. two. Okay. Right? That means that your quarterback plus your kicking game really just needs to get you another 14 points, right? Right. To, to win most of those games. Right. Yeah. Some of those games, quarterback will get you another two. You kick a field goals in a couple of other ones. Some of those games, the running backs will get you three, right? I think that that's a plausible scenario for us to be able to get there. And in the games where, again, it's the average of 24, you're going to hold some teams less than that, which are probably going to be your cupcakes and men went one or two SEC games. Right. You could get to, yeah, you could get to an SEC West. You could get to six wins in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think where I'm at, I'm, I'm right where about Ike is at. I think about 25 touchdowns, over 3,000 yards, and under 10 interceptions, and I think you can get there. Yeah, I think okay. that affords you enough opportunity. Um, and, you know, if the run game is not completely inept and the defense is not giving up 40 points per game, right. you, should be, you should be in almost every game you play. Yeah. You know, with few outliers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you should be in almost every game you play. So, you know, we'll see how they do. It's going to be an interesting year for, for Hugh Freeze. Like I said, all eyes are going to be on quarterback, um, I think. Uh, you know, given that 
you know, he brought a guy in and, you know, Auburn has been somewhat deficient at that position over the last, you know, since, since Stidham left. Right. It's been right. difficult. It's been rough going for the quarterback. Now, Bo was talented, but, you know, he had a coaching handicap, if you ask me. 